Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. <laughs> so, um, when we last left our intrepid situation, um, we had met Annalise, who never met her daddy, but apparently her daddy knew her very well, even though her daddy didn't do anything when her mom became a crackhead and got shot in the face. <laughs> At a shootout at a gas station. I don't mean to laugh, but this shit happened in like the prologue. Like, come on, fam. So her mom gets shot in the face and dies in her arms. And she's sitting there singing Boys and Men lyrics to her because y'all can't convince me otherwise. Mama, Mama, you know I love you. And I'm so happy to just be able to say this shit. Like, this is absurd and her friend Tracy comes over to console her but she's not really consoling her she's crying we think she's crying because um Annalise's mom got uh shot but no she's crying because her car got shot up and so Annalise is like my mama's dying in my arms and her boyfriend Gavin who's two years older than her but really closer to three and he's been friends with her since like fifth grade when he was in uh seventh grade and she was in fifth grade and this whole thing sounds weird to me but you know do you boo um he consoled her and he's like you should come live with me uh because your mom is dead and you ain't got shit to live for out here anyway and she's like nah i can't do that why am i gonna come live with you you live with your mom you about to go to texas become a lawyer why should i come live with you and mess up your flow and this all sounds this all sounds like it is like Jersey City, New Jersey, like the hoodest of the hood place. I don't even know. It just seems like projects like Brownsville or something like that. Babe, this is in fucking Portland, Oregon. Like this whole thing is set up in Portland. And so I died twice. Um, so she ends up going with um, Gavin to Texas because... For some reason, the government owed her mom $3,000, so they gave it to her. And $3,000 was enough for her to do anything in Portland. But it was enough for her to get a house in Texas. Anyhow, 10 years pass, and she and Gavin are coming back to Portland because she's never had to worry about anything else in Portland. She left it all behind, including her best friend, Tracy, who she never contacted again, apparently. But she gets a letter somehow. Don't know how she got the letter. I hope we find that out later now that I think about it because um, 
she gets a letter that her dad died and that she's been invited to the reading of his will. But nobody knew about her. Except for her Aunt Joni. Her Aunt Joni knew about her. So maybe her Aunt Joni was just tracking her or something like that. Obviously, her dad was tracking her too because she sits down at the will reading and her daddy has left her $250,000 and his six-room mansion. Because, yeah, apparently six rooms is a mansion. I don't, I don't, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know. I'm literally one room away from having a mansion. I'm pleased with that right now. That's what gets me through my dark days. I am one room away from a mansion right now. Yes, they're all full. Yes, I have a lot of kids. Mind your own goddamn business. Anyways, I am close. And so was she until her sister, her sister, Zakia, hops up and was like, oh, no, the fuck you ain't. My daddy ain't giving you my shit. And so Zakia is... Zakia is the direct opposite of Annalise. Uh, and so Zakia takes her wig off because she about to whoop Annalise's ass. And she literally whoops her ass at the will reading. But that doesn't get her the house. So then she goes back to her house. Before she goes back to her house, somebody in the back stands up and says, We know you, Annalise. We know you. You stink but Lisa from the hood. <laughs> I was like, this is great. So then uh, Annalise goes back to Texas, I guess. She gets ran off by, uh, by Zakia. Uh, but Gavin, her husband, doesn't go back to Texas. She, he actually stays um, and comes and asks Zakia if she wants to stay in the house that uh, Annalise and her literally just fought over. Uh, Gavin's like, do you want to stay in this house? Because we don't live around here in this way. You know, it seems like you're, you'd be better off with this house than we would and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, if you're trying to get in her pants, this is going, this is like throwing a long ball. Like, this is a straight up Hail Mary, my nigga. Like, just calm it down a little bit. And then he's asking her age and she's telling him about how she had her first child when she was 17 and she's 23 now and blah, blah, blah. And he's all perking up because he's a creeper. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I'll take the house. Thank you. Cause she's about to get kicked out of her condo because her baby daddy who can't stay out of jail, um, literally nigga fucked her and then took her money and split. And two weeks later, he was back in jail again, um, has taken all her money. And so her condo, which was completely fully paid for is now she has a mortgage. She has to pay for cause she took out a mortgage to satisfy her baby daddy. Don't ask. It's a thing. Um, but yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll take the house. Thank you. And he's like, well, can we go back to the house so you can show me where everything's at and you can show me around. And if that ain't a line, that's the biggest line since baby, do you want a massage or I put stars on my ceiling? Do you want to see him or a, your back hurt or girl, you look good out them clothes or I may like three of those up. And they probably don't work. I've been married for a long time. I ain't got no extra uh, houses for my hoes. I ain't got no hoe houses. All I got is my wife and my house. Ain't no hoes. I don't even do I don't even do the yard. That's that's how many hoes I don't got. So anyway. She goes back to the house with him, and while she goes back to the house with him, I guess he's not thinking what she's thinking and what she was thinking, what the kid was thinking was 
I'm about to have my fun and get as much money out of this mark as I could because Gavin was as rich and as sexy as they came in my world. Oh, I was about to take full advantage and enjoy myself in the process because what Gavin didn't know won't hurt him. How wouldn't Gavin know if you were about to try and run game on him? How wouldn't Gavin know that you are about to have an affair with him? He's Gavin. You know who wouldn't know? Your nigga Dayo or Dano or the fuck is that nigga's name? It's stupid. I know it's stupid. Daylo. The nigga's name is Daylo. I know I'm not supposed to get on nigga's names because nigga's names is unique. Somewhere out there, white folks are naming their kids Apple. So I can't really say shit to the guy. But when your name, nigga, is Daylo, and your wife's name, your girl's name is Zalinda or Zakia, and you convince her that the better name for your kids would be to run off your name, so now you got a little girl named Daylinda? That's fucked up. I call CPS. I'd send you back to jail for that shit. You could have done some shit with Z. It ain't got to be Zakia's name or nothing off of that, but do better. Be best. So anyway, now we are at chapter three of this book. The last thing that we saw was um, Zalinda or Zakia. Zakia. Sorry, I'm making up names now. Zakia thinking she a poor guy. Chapter 3, Gavin Channing. When I got to the door to leave that night, Zakia gently grabbed my wrist and stopped me. Turning around, our eyes met. Trying to ignore that damn blue wig that she was sporting, I told her I had to go. Wait, don't go. I don't want to stay in this big-ass house by myself tonight, Zakia whined. What about the kids? Brenda will keep them. She used to it and she don't mind. My mom would watch me if she wasn't strung out on drugs. Or my cousin Tanisha if she wasn't working. My brother, he live in California. And my aunt Joni, well, you met her. She don't do kids, she explained along with a long list of other problems. Zakia almost had me running up out of there with all her issues. But when I tried to excuse myself again, she told me about her dreams to open up her own salon. Showing me a bunch of professional pictures of her work, I became intrigued. Don't you have to have a license to do this? No. I won't be using chemicals, so I'd only need a business license and maybe an LLC. She explained like she had been doing a little research of her own. I make wigs, hair pieces, and I can braid my ass off. Extensions, weaves, twists, you name it, I can do it. I just need a space and a chance. Well, what about that guest house on the side that I saw when we pulled up? You could probably transform that into a shop. Let's go see what you would need to do, I suggested. Eager to go and look, Zakia cut on all the outside lights, grabbed my hand, and pulled me out the side door towards the guest house. Flicking the switch on the wall when we stepped inside, her eyes lit up brightly as she scanned the room. Ooh, this shit is so fucking dope. Oh, and it's perfect. Just perfect to not even think about this place. Probably because we get our ass tore up if we even peeked our head up in here. This place is always off limits when we have family gatherings out here. This is where Daddy handled his business, she explained, looking around the empty space, which had a lot of potential. I think this shit right here will work, Zakia being with her natural beauty and foul mouth. It was a cold combination that had me looking at her in a different light. Glad it'll work out for you, I smiled. Let me get out of here so I can get a hotel and get out of here tomorrow.
Uninvited, Zakia walked into my personal space and asked, So, will you stay with me tonight? Please? She pouted as she looked up at me. How the hell was I going to say no to that face? That night, while her kids were at the condo with her friend, she and I laid in the bed together. I knew it was wrong, but I had found a way to convince myself that as long as my clothes were on, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Then it got a little more complicated. You would been a lot more comfortable if you took off your shirt and pants, Zakia said with a huge smile. Nah, I'm good. I would be a lot more comfortable if you took them off, she said with pouty lips and sad eyes. Given in, I shrugged my shoulders, got out of the bed, then removed my pants and button-down shirt. As I climbed back into the huge California King bed, Zakia snuggled close to me and backed her butt up against my dick. Moving it up and down like she was trying to get comfortable made my dick start to rise. Attempting to pull away from her, she reached behind me and started stroking it. Um, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I stuttered only because I wasn't expecting that shit. Why not? It seems like a good idea to me, she whined, turning to face me. You do know that I'm married to your sister, right? Sister? I don't know about all that, but she is your wife and what she don't know won't hurt, she whispered seductively as she stuck her tongue inside my mouth. The kiss was a little awkward at first, but then we found each other's rhythm and moved accordingly. It was intoxicating. Oh, then it became real heated, really fast. Shit, I moaned out while she continued to stroke my now hardened shaft as I rubbed my hands over her plump ass. Zakia kissed my neck and then my chest, making me hotter than ever. When she climbed on top of me, I was powerless to stop her. I didn't even realize she had taken off her panties until I felt her bare snatch rubbing against me. Staring me in the eyes, Zakia moved my boxer shorts downward to release my swollen dick and climbed on top. The feeling of being inside her exhilarated me. I felt like I was having sex for the first time ever. As she rocked back and forth on top of me, I held onto her cheeks and pushed upward inside of her. Watching her, she bit down on her bottom lip. We continued to have sex like two horny teens. After her body began to shake and shudder, I flipped her over and climbed on top. With one of her legs on my shoulder, I fucked her hard, forcing moans from her mouth while I beat her purring kitty up. Oh yes, baby, fuck me good, she cried out, sounding like one of them girls in a hood porno flick. Fuck me, fuck me good, nigga, damn. Feeling my nut building to the surface, I remembered that I hadn't strapped up and tried to pull out of her. To prevent it from happening, Zakia wrapped her other leg around me and whispered, It's okay. I get the depot shot. Instead of being cautious about any incurable shit that could have been transmitted, I took it as a green light and sprayed my seeds all up inside her sugar walls. As my body shook like an earthquake, I kissed her deeply. Mmm, she moaned. Now that's what the fuck I'm talking about. When my limp dick slid out, I collapsed beside her on the bed. Laying her head on my chest, Zakia relaxed her right leg on my thigh as we struggled to get our normal breath back. That was the fucking bomb, baby. Damn! She gasped as she trailed my chest with her fingers. Yeah, it was. 
After we rested for a little while, we had sex again and then again that morning before I left for the airport. That was just the beginning of my relationship with Zakia. After that, I was drawn to her and once we began sleeping together, there was no leaving her alone. None of this would have ever started if Annalise hadn't been such an asshole in the first place. When we left Portland the night of the reading of Annalise's estranged father's will, I was pissed off that her sister jumped on her like that. Zakia scratched my wife up, gave her a fat lip, and left her with a nice shiner. Understanding how upset Annalise was when we got back to Texas, I agreed with her on everything she was saying about how hood and ghetto the whole thing was. Where I disagreed with her was about giving her sister some of that dough when we was already financially stable. It bugged the hell out of me that Annalise was acting as greedy as she was. Instead of bugging her about sharing, I offered to sell the estate for her. That way I could possibly give her sister a portion of the profit behind Annalise's back. Only it didn't happen that way. My wife wanted to keep the property and rent it out. That left me to do one thing. Yep, I flew out to Portland two weeks later and gave the kid a property behind my wife's back by pretending I had a potential tenant. When Annalise's sister shed tears of joy in front of me and thanked me over and over, I saw another side of the hood chick than the one I met a couple weeks before. That left me wondering I had to get to know her better. I just didn't expect how deep things were going to get. Not only did we have sex that night, but we did so for the next couple months without a problem. The only thing that was creating a small rift was when Annalise started bugging me about renting out the estate in Portland. She wanted to know why I'd been up there so many damn times only for the deal to fall through. Now she was threatening to handle things herself. I guess I need to go to that fucked up city myself. Ugh, Gavin. Why? She fussed getting on my damn nerves. That was all she seemed to do lately. Ever since she got that money from her daddy that she didn't even know, it had gone to her head. She now didn't want kids and barely wanted to have sex. You're the one who wants to go, I laughed trying to call her bluff. No, I don't. What I want you to do is rent that motherfucker out or else I'm going to sell it, Annalise threatened. Well, with the recent drop in real estate, I started before she cut me off. Well, do something with it. I need my money, she shrieked. Rushing over to the mirror, Annalise primped as she told me all about the spa weekend in Los Angeles that she had planned with her homegirl, Michaela. That was fine with me. It wasn't like she was giving me any fucking attention anyway. Hell, she was probably fucking Michaela with all the time they'd been spending together. Still very much in love with and attracted to my wife, I did everything in my power to turn Annalise on. From licking her the way that she liked to giving her the way she used to like. Now it was more like she wanted oral and that was it. If and when she gave me some, it was like we were fucking, not making love as we did in the past. Not wanting to give up on my marriage, I continued to try and please Annalise, but at the same time keep Zakia happy as well. In those short two months, she had turned me out sexually and I was dying to try some of those tricks on my wife. Shit. Annalise wasn't interested in anything that had to do with me aside from handling her property. Little did she know, with me handling that same property, she was about to lose her husband. I was three steps in the shake from leaving her ass. I didn't care how much I loved her.
What was the term? What one chick wouldn't do, another one would? That was certainly true because where my wife was failing to keep me happy, Zakia was doing a great job. She made me laugh. She fucked me how I wanted it. And she just genuinely cared about me. She was always texting me to ask how my day was going. I couldn't remember the last time my wife asked me about my fucking day. Annalise was about to lose me to her sister, and she didn't even know it. At this point, she didn't seem to care about what the fuck I did or who I did it with. All she seemed to be worried about was making money from either the lease or sell at that house in Portland. I couldn't understand what the big rush was. She had all that money her dad had given her, and we had a good bit in our savings. She used to talk to me about what she would do once she got her degree, but lately, all she talked about was money. At one time, I thought money would make shit better between us. Now, I wasn't sure that was the case. Money definitely wasn't going to save this marriage because it wasn't buying anybody happiness. Certainly not mine. So let me make sure I got this straight. This nigga watched his wife get his ass whooped by her sister in front of everybody. Flies back to Texas with his wife. Finds out his wife wants to sell or rent the house. Decides early on in the conversation that he actually wants to give the house to her sister. Says he's going to sell the house or rent the house out and go find a tenant. Goes back home to Portland. Fucks her sister. Continues to fuck her sister for two months. While lying and saying the house rental keeps falling through. It's not like he's trying to sell the house. He's renting the house and it keeps falling through every single time. Meanwhile, Zakia's already said she's going to play him for all he's worth. So she's playing him for a dummy. This nigga's stupid. And he's saying that his wife ain't happy with him no more. Nigga, could it be because you cheating and you going back to Portland every week and you fucking with her money? Plus, you spending extra money to go back home to Portland like every week? I'm just guessing. Chapter 4. Michaela Easton. Annalise was my best friend, and ever since she got back from the reading of her dad's will, she had been stressed out. I thought having more money would relax a person to ease their mind, but that wasn't the case with Annalise. She returned with a huge check and a large estate, but she was still struggling to find happiness with Gavin. I had been telling her that she needed to leave him if she wasn't happy, but she claimed he was her financial security. Now that she had all that money her father left her, she didn't need Gavin anymore. To take Annalise's mind off things, I had arranged for us to have a girls weekend at the spa. I had also invited my sister Tara and cousin Nina. I just wanted the four of us to rest, relax, and have fun. I couldn't wait to get away from my husband and three kids. It had been a long time since I had a moment to myself, so I was looking forward to it. Babe, what time y'all leaving? Joe asked if he got the kids ready for school. I'm not leaving until noon. I could drop the kids off if you want me to, I offered. I'd appreciate that. I need to be in the office by 8 today. No problem, babe, I said as I kissed his lips. Already packed their lunches. Cassie asked for money to get ice cream, but I didn't have no change. I'll give it to her. I should have a couple dollars in my truck, I said. Well, they're dressed and ready to go whenever you are. I'll see you guys after school, okay? Joe said as he kissed Cassie and Lisa goodbye and high-fived Joe Jr., who we nicknamed JJ. Babe, I'll see you when you get back on Sunday. Try to relax and enjoy yourself. Don't worry about me or the kids, because I got this.
He hugged me tight and gave me a warm kiss on the lips before he waved goodbye and walked out the door to the garage. Okay, kids. Mommy will be going away for the weekend. I want y'all to be good for daddy and your teachers, okay? I asked. Yes, Mommy, the three of them answered as they nodded their heads. Cassie was the oldest at eight, while JJ was seven and Lisa was six. Everyone thought I was crazy having my kids back to back like that, but I didn't care. I wanted our kids to be close in age so they would always have someone to play with. I hated the parents waited so long to have kids and the oldest thought that he or she was too grown to play with the younger one. I didn't want that to be my situation. My kids were close in age and closer than the siblings could be. They reminded me of me and my sister. I was a year older than Tara, but we were close as twins. Come on now, y'all. I ushered the kids out of the house after handing in their lunch and money for ice cream. After dropping them off to school, I returned home to finish packing my things. I was almost done when my doorbell rang. Walking to the door, I opened it to find someone I least expected standing there. What are you doing here? I asked. Don't worry. I parked my car up the street and walked over it. Your husband will never know I'm here, Tommy whispered sneakily. You are not supposed to come here. Come on. You didn't expect me to just let you leave town without giving you some good dick, huh? Tommy, you have to leave, I demanded. Totally ignoring me, he pushed his way inside my home and said, I won't be long. I was missing you, babe. He rubbed his hand along my thigh, causing me to shudder. Shamefully, I had been having an affair with Tommy for the last five months. We had a good thing going until he told me that he loved me. I couldn't deal with that shit because I loved my husband. I shouldn't have let this affair go on for as long as it did, but Tommy was very persuasive. I had tried several times to end things with him over the past few weeks, but he wasn't getting the message. See, I knew you wanted me. Tommy. He blocked out my protest by stuffing his tongue inside my mouth. The kiss was hot and very intense. As he released my lips, he kissed my neck and tried to remove my shirt. You have to go, I repeated. Just let me eat it, he begged as he dropped to his knees. No, I huffed as I swatted his hand to get him off my shorts. This is what I got for fucking with this young dude. I was 30 years old, so I didn't need to be sleeping with a 23-year-old. I just couldn't help the excitement that Tommy brought to my life. While shit was blob with Joe lately, things with Tommy were far from boring. Sure, I knew that Joe worked hard to provide for us, and I should be more appreciative of my husband, but I couldn't help myself. This thing with Tommy wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, come on, babe. You know you want it. He teased as he ran his tongue up the inside of my upper thigh. You smell so fucking good, too. When he gently bit my thigh, I was about to let him pull my shorts off, but I heard a door slam. Is that a car door I heard? I jumped up and started getting nervous. I thought your husband had left, Tommy whispered as he stood up. He did, but he's back. I panicked lowly as I heard Joe's keys in the lock. Tommy took off for the pantry while I stood at the coffee pot as Joe walked in. Quickly calming myself, I looked at him with a surprised expression all over my face. What are you doing, babe? Shouldn't you be packing? He asked when he walked in. Yeah, I was until I remembered I had to turn the coffee pot off. What about you? 
What are you doing back? I asked. My heart was beating fast as hell and I wondered if he could hear it. I seriously thought it was going to hop right on out of my damn chest. I wondered if he could see the sweat that was starting to trickle down the side of my forehead. I forgot my briefcase, he answered and then walked to the bedroom paying me no mind. What the hell just happened? I asked myself trying my best to move from where I stood, but I couldn't. I was in so much shock that I couldn't budge if I tried. All I wanted to do was get Tommy out of my house before my husband found him. That shouldn't couldn't happen fast enough. I bet, Joe stated as he returned with his briefcase and pulled me in for another kiss. Ooh, you smell good. Got my dick hard and shit. You feel it, huh? He pressed up against me so I could feel his dick. I wasn't worried about his dick right now. My concerns were the one that was in the pantry. I'd offer you a quickie, babe, but I gotta get to the office. You better get out of here, Joe, I said as I threw my head back and gently pushed out of his arms. You know I gotta finish packing anyway, I giggled playfully as I rushed him out the door. Stalling out even more, Joe paused before closing the door behind him. Instead, he peeked his head back inside to steal two more kisses and then finally trotted off to his car. Waving goodbye, Joe backed out of the driveway and finally headed to work. As I breathed a sigh of relief, I leaned my head back against the closed door. My heart was beating so rapidly, I just knew I was on my way to a heart attack. Whew. Once Joe was gone, I went to get Tommy out of my pantry so he could get the hell up out of my house. Hell, I didn't know what I was thinking when I let him inside in the first place. I must have been losing my mind. Clearing my head as best as I could, I opened the door to the pantry to find him butt naked and stroking his 10 inch dick. See, this was the issue I had. Every time I tried to walk away from Tommy, he produced that big monster that I couldn't walk away from. This young boy was two inches longer than my husband, and those two inches that Joe lacked would hit my G-spot so hard, I got chills. Now who the hell could just walk away from some shit like that? <laughs> Not me. As Tommy walked out the pantry, I was prepared to throw his ass out. When he grabbed me and turned me around, I couldn't even get the words off. He ripped my shorts and panties off and then quickly tossed them to the side, thrusting his hardened shaft into me from behind. Squilling with pleasure as he tore up my cookie, I stood and leaned over the bar stool. It felt so good that he had my kitty growling and purring at the same damn time as he slammed into me over and over again. As he grabbed my hair and pulled me up against him, he used his other hand to tease my clitoris. My nub was throbbing against his fingertips he brought me to ecstasy. Woo! I shouted when my toes crawled and my volcano erupted, sending my creamy essence onto his thick shaft. Turning me around, Tommy lifted me up like I weighed no more than 10 pounds. As he held my ass cheeks in his hands, I guided his long dick inside me again and I cried out when he drove his dick in and out of me with fervor. After that, I was breathless and panting like a dog on a hot summer's day. To muffle my whimpers, he covered my mouth with his for a deep, sensual kiss. This was why I couldn't just walk away from Tommy. No matter how wrong it was for me to be doing this, I couldn't help myself. How could this young man have my ass so hooked? Oh my God, I cried. Come on that dick. Come on my fucking dick. 
Yes, 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 I cried as my liquids gushed out of my throbbing kitty cat. Now I was done and I needed to relax, but Tommy wasn't finished. Carrying me over to the table where my kids just ate breakfast, he laid me down on top of it, lifted my legs on his shoulders, and continued to plow into me like a jackhammer. As I stared at him, biting down on his bottom lip, I admired his toned biceps and six-pack abs. This young boy was everything my husband used to be. Over the years, while I maintained my toned physique, Joe would kind of let himself go. Don't get me wrong, he still had a nice build for a guy in his 30s, but he wasn't Tommy. Tommy was fit and active and it showed. I couldn't remember the last time I had this many orgasms with my husband. I had lost count of the amount I had during this little fuck session with Tommy. If I got one with Joe when we made love, I was lucky. Fuck me, I cried out, bringing all of my attention back to him. Shit, Tommy said as he banged into me hard over and over again. He was punishing my pussy so hard that I thought the table would break. Good thing it was an Ashley piece because otherwise, I would have been on the floor. You love this dick? Tommy asked. Hell yeah. Say that shit then. I love your dick. Say it louder. I love your dick, I cried louder. A couple more pumps and he squirted his semen onto my stomach. I hated when he did that, but better to pull out than leave it in. That was no way I wanted to risk getting pregnant by Tommy. God damn it, he said as he walked over to get a paper towel off the dispenser. He wiped his sweat from his forehead and then grabbed a couple more sheets and wet them. Quickly returned to where I was still sprawled out. He cleaned off my belly so I could get off the table. Then he wiped the drip from his dick. As I slid off the table, he pulled me into his arms. You sure you want to go out of town this weekend? I mean, this would be the perfect opportunity for you to spend the weekend with me at... At where? Your mama's house? I retorted smartly. No. I was going to say at a hotel, he said with a smile as he planted a kiss on my lips. Sounds nice, but I already have plans with my girls. Speaking of which, you got to get out of here. I'm going to be late leaving here, I said as I pushed him towards the front door. So, this how you want me to walk outside for all your neighbors to see, huh? He asked as he shook his naked body from side to side, dick swinging everywhere. No, I said as I rushed to get his clothes from the pantry. I handed them to him and watched him get dressed. I'm going to miss you. Tommy, don't, I said. Don't what? You know how I feel about you. And you know my situation. When are you going to leave that nigga? You know he can't satisfy you like I do. He said as he pulled me into his arms. He was right about that, but I can never leave Joe. He was my security and my kid's father while Tommy was just a side thing. Quickly reminded me that he was much more than that. He stuffed his tongue into my mouth and swirled it around. Instantly, my body started to get excited again and I had to push him off me. You need to go, I insisted as I shoved him out the door. Call me. Yeah, yeah. Now go, and no matter how much I love to spend time with you, you can't just be coming over here like this. This place that I share with my family is off limits, boo. My fault, and it won't happen again. I, I was just anxious to see you before you left, Tommy said, giving me those puppy dog eyes. After stealing one long kiss, 
He finally left, and I found myself leaning up against the door once again breathing a sigh of relief. This was way more than I bargained for. Ring, buzz, ring. Damn, fuck. I snapped when my cell went off and then busted out laughing. I couldn't believe I came that close to getting busted. Cold busted by my damn husband. Fumbling with my phone, I finally got a grip on it so I could connect my call and tell Annalise all about what had just happened. Running to the blinds to make sure the coast was clear, I spilled the beans and had her dying in laughter. That shit ain't funny, I huffed and then laughed with her. You better check that nigga, Annalise teased. He should know better than to come to the house you share with your husband. I don't even know why you told him where you lived. Damn, boo, that was a dumb move. I know. I wasn't thinking about it until it was all over, and if you saw Tommy, you would understand why. Girl, I literally almost shitted on myself when I heard Joe's truck pull into the driveway. Like, for real, I explained. Then he was talking about giving me a quickie. Who, Joe? Yes, girl. While Tommy was standing in my pantry with his dick out and stiff all about to knock my canned goods off the shelf. We busted out laughing before she said, You need to think smarter, sis. Anyway, are you packed up and ready to go? Not yet, but almost. Let me go finish and I'll hit you back once I'm on the road, I said. Okay. See you soon. Annalise was right, but damn. I wasn't thinking at all. After getting some good dick like that, who could? Like I said before, not me. Okay. So, Michaela getting her thing on with Tommy. And Joe's a good man, but, you know, Michaela got to get what she got to get. And I understand, you know, sometimes you're not getting what you need from one person. You got to get from the other person because one person providing one thing and the other person providing the other thing. And you compartmentalize these things to try and make it feel better to yourself. Okay. Not going to judge. Not my job. You're cheating. You almost got caught. Dude has a 10-inch dick. He had you all over your table. Now you got ass oil all over the table where your kids be eating. One day they're going to pour M&M's all over the table and they're going to get pussy juice on their M&M's. Be eating peanut and pussy M&M's. That's just going to be weird. You're going to be cleaning the table for the next four fucking years. Every time your kids come to the table to eat, you're going to be like, hold on, let me dust the table off one more time. <laughs> Back up, y'all. Don't touch that spot right there. Is that a... Ooh, ooh, that's a stain, right? Ooh, that look like, mm. Let me clean this table again. Matter of fact, let me burn this table. Should have used a tablecloth. For what? For Thanksgiving. What the fuck you think I was talking about? Joe seems like a good dude. Kids seem like good kids. Tommy seems like a 10-inch dick. And, um... That's going to come to a head, a dickhead. Um, so Tommy's going to end up probably going and talking to Joe while Michaela's gone at some point. And then Tommy and Joe are going to come together and Joe's going to be like, yo, you got to get the fuck out of my house. That's the way it always turns out when a woman is cheating in these books. Like, honestly, nine times out of ten, a woman's cheating and you wouldn't even know. you just like happy as fuck. But that dude was in the house with his dick all out while her husband was right there asking for a quickie. Damn, that's some shit. I like this book. I like it a lot. I'm glad I'm reading it. 916-633-1537. You could also email us at wretchedandratchet at gmail.com or you could hit up our Twitter uh, feed, which is Ratchet Book Club. 
Uh, you can leave a review of Podchaser. Just give us a five star or whatever you want. If you don't give a five star review, just let me know why so then I can fix whatever's going on if I so see fit. I can't change the fact that I'm reading these books. I mean, I could, but fuck you. And I can't change my voice, and I can't fix the voices that I use. And sometimes I forget what voices I use. So if you don't like that, I'm sorry, but fuck you anyway. Leave a five-star review. And then tell me whatever you want. I'll go for that, too. Thank y'all so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, Yeah, next chapter is chapter five. Chapter five And we are 30% of the way through this book already. Like I said, it's a small book. Get through it probably in about a week. And I'm going to enjoy every single moment of it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. outro to ratchet book club is by that kid garan and it's called goodbyes you can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat this is single simulcast